Hi, welcome to Teshuvah, Return and Reboot. This is our 19th podcast where we reflect on evidence-based strategies inspired by our tradition to return to our best selves and to renew our capacity to grow and change. This is Michelle Sarna, and it is my pleasure to join you on this journey. Thank you so much for those who have reached out. I really appreciate it. And please feel free to forward any questions, comments, or suggestions to sarna.michelle at gmail.com. Today, I wanted to focus on a theme in Slichot and in our tefillah during the Amim Noraim that we've discussed briefly before and to explore it from a different angle. And that is that a lot of the language that we use in the that in our tefillot are in plural form. We're approaching Hashem both as an individual and as part of a collective, whether it's the people immediately that we are davening with, whether it's all of B'nai Israel on these very holy days. We, are, we often refer to Hashem in the tefillah as, a, as Avinu Malkinu, as our father, our king. And also, so aside from approaching Hashem as individuals that are part of a broader community or collective, we also are, in our vidwe, are expressing regret or remorse about a lot of sins or um, mistakes that were done between us and other people. So there's a strong focus in tshuva during these days on how we engage with other people. And also there's a hope in our prayer and how we're approaching Hashem that we are approaching as part of a greater collective or a greater group of people. So how do we achieve this sense of really reaching out and connecting to others in a meaningful way? There's a very interesting article that was written in Columbia, but it was published by Cambridge University Press in 2019, titled, How Empathic Concern Fuels Political Polarization. And it actually explored how empathy um, can lead to feeling close and compassionate and being building bridges with others and also simultaneously could sometimes be used to build divisions, which was uh, a strange kind of finding. So typically in a lot of psychology research, the way to build, build connections between people is through developing empathy. Empathy is considered the secret sauce. And there are different ways that empathy or empathic concern are defined. A common way is really um, taking a moment to understand, to explore the perspective of another person, their limitations, their challenges, um, and really using that understanding as a, as a foundation for fueling compassion, kindness, sympathy. And typically, empathy is seen as a driver for building community, building friendships, and developing a sense of a cohesive group. What these researchers also discovered, though, is that the same driver, empathy, of building relationships 
within one's group can also be an indicator of growing or growing divisiveness or creating conflict between people perceived to be out group because the empathy is a way that we approach people and people that will approach people in their in-group with compassion and empathy and concern can sometimes also simultaneously approach people that they perceive to be outside of their group with greater antagonism, with greater rejoice over their downfall, with greater sense of, of otherness and putting them down, criticizing or, or wishing them harm. So this was a surprising study, and this research was done in the context of understanding political polarization. I wanted to also think about how this can ex- it can be applied to exploring who do we perceive as in our group. And when we pray um, during the Amim Noraim, who, which collective are we a part of? So an easy response may be, well, B'nai Israel, the Jewish people, and those are the people that we're praying to Hashem with. And when we are showing remorse over mistakes that we did, we are talking about Ben Adam Lechavero being fellow Jews. However, I think it's obvious that we are beholden to not just the Jewish people, to all of all people and all of humankind. So, and that one way to kind of increase our circle of who we consider in our group so that that secret sauce of empathy can be used to connect to more people is to really have encounters with people that we have typically considered to be outside of our group. Now, it's interesting if we take a step back, I think sometimes we realize how limited our interactions may be with people outside of our our group. And I've had many enriching experiences where I've encountered someone who is not Jewish and who has not had the opportunity to meet or engage with someone who's an Orthodox Jew before and how that encounter or meeting alone face-to-face had totally shifted their perception. So um, I will give an example of one such encounter, which was shortly after the peace accords were signed between the UAE and Israel. My husband, who had recently become the chief rabbi of the United Arab Emirates, um, and me and our six children went to celebrate the Chagim in the UAE. This was last year. And I had the opportunity to sit at the first meeting between Israeli and Emirati Arab businesswoman at a small, um, beautiful restaurant. And in that meeting, we were just h- hanging out, getting to know each other. And then each of us shared um, what, our ex- what our impressions had been of the other before sitting down and before encountering and engaging with each other. And one of the women, May, um, who is amazing, shared a really powerful story. She said that she grew up in a very traditional Emirati home where her family, her parents only spoke Arabic and they were very traditional Muslim 
and she um, she grew up really not even knowing so much about Israel or the Jewish people. In the schools that she went to, the teachers were Palestinian, and Israel was not in the textbook. It was just not on the map um, in their country at that time. And she somehow had an interest in Jewish people and Israeli culture. And part of it was fueled by the fact that she loved to travel. The UAE is a very small country similar to Israel and Emiratis loved to travel. And often when she would travel, the restaurants that had halal food were the kosher restaurants and she's a big foodie and she looks smarty and she said that she would often just go into kosher restaurants and she felt so comfortable. And then she started to explore Jewish culture. She loves shtisel and she watched it religiously and she started to explore like the Israeli food scene and the kosher food scene and she taught herself Hebrew. And she became so immersed and interested and curious about the Jewish people in Israel that when the peace accords were signed, she was asked by the government in Abu Dhabi, where she was a resident, to offer a greeting, a welcome in Hebrew, which she was able to read flawlessly um, on TV to, to to the Israeli citizens. And it was a really remarkable story. And I realized that her, um, her engagement and her willing to en- willingness to encounter the other really led to a sense of affinity or connection or comfort, which le- then led, in abil- led to an ability to feel empathetic and to be able to see another perspective. She was willing to engage in re-exploring what she had heard about Israel and maybe some other assumptions she had about Jewish people because of her willingness to connect and encounter and meet with Jewish people. When it was my turn to share, I shared that for the past almost 20 years, my family and I had been living at on NYU's campus and my husband for a majority of that time has been working closely with the imam at NYU Um, and we were close with him when he met his wife and started his family and his kids were frequently in and out of our house. They called my husband Abba and they loved um, eating Shabbat meals with us and learning the Bible stories and comparing to how they had learned them um, and sometimes competing with my kids about who was fasting for more hours and that through our friendship with this other with this Muslim family we my children whenever they were in environments that said characterizations of people who are Arab or Muslim and cast them all as other or a group that um, is typified in any stereotypical way. It was just completely non-understandable to my children from a young age because the people that they were close to that practiced this faith, that spoke that language, were part of our family and they just couldn't understand how that the group that they belonged to could be cast in that light or in that way. 
Um, and it was a really powerful moment because we, May and I, realized at the same time or in the same encounter how each of us could have easily fallen in to the, these ideas or these broad strokes of who our people were and who the other was, which then has all different types of real consequences. And yet, because we were privileged to really encounter and engage with others in, that, in meaningful ways, we were able to really expand our notion of who was one of us and who was actually considered an other. So I pray that each of us can, continues to expand our circle of who we are consider part of our collective humanity when we approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu and when we consider how we want to refine and improve our character and midot and ben adam l'chavero, we consider chaver in the most widest type of definition possible. Have a meaningful day.